With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Nurture, 
and and try to enhance the strength and power within their relationships, which is the birthright of all of us. Um, she's been endorsed by brothers Naeem Akbar, well-known psychologist within the community, brother uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson, Jesse Jackson, uh, long-term, long-time uh, community activist and leader within uh, the African American community for many years, as well as a host of others. I will continue now from where we left off. Actually, it's a new portion of the chapter dealing with uh, the principles of spirituality. And she talks about, in this uh, instance, walking your talk. Ayala states that there is an African American spiritual that says, it's time to get ready to put on the long white robe. What she means by that, that in a Yoruba culture, we are taught that the white robe is your character. It is, it is your Iwa. It's spelled I-W-A, but pronounced with an E, Iwa. And when you wear a white robe or anything that's white, you must be very careful of what you do. And if not, you will soil your white robe. Obatala is the keeper of the white robe. He represents the universal principles of knowledge, patience, wisdom, humility, service, and wealth. And the symbols for some of these principles are the elephant with its deliberate strength and, and as well as uh, stability. The snail a slow-moving creature that always reaches its destination, the monkey, one of the most intelligent animals known, who is also devoted to the family, and the chameleon, who is able to adapt to any environment in which it is found, but never loses its essence. So the, the white robe also makes you conscious of your environment and, and how you behave at all times. If you make a wrong move in the wrong direction, you will be seen. And if you move carelessly or hastily, you run the risk of soiling your white robe. So Yana goes on to state that black men are being called upon not to allow the ways of the world to continue to soil your white robe. Your character, using spiritual principles, as the guiding forces in your life enables you to develop a strong character, woven within the traditions of those powerful men in your lineage who first discovered the existence of life's principles. So as you develop pride in your robe, you will find yourself growing closely and closer to the peace and love of the God that is within you. And she goes on to state that Principles are of little or no value unless you put them and place them in practice. It does not matter what you know if that information does not in some way make you a better person. And in order to demonstrate your understanding of the knowledge that you gain, you will be called upon to take action. And that action is focused, which makes it different from doing. Many of us get stuck in the action 
phase. And she goes on to state that how a friend of hers calls it analysis paralysis, the phenomenon of becoming so bogged down by what to do and how to do it, then you doing, you wind up actually doing nothing. And also she states that this is also a function of the ego. So when you decide to take charge of your own transformation, your ego is going to fight you. The ego realizes that if you get clear and discover your true connection to God, ego is out of a job. In other words, the metaphor of ego being uh, synonymous with edging God out. Use that as a, um, a symbol of the word ego. It will show up as your own resistance. You might convince yourself that you are comfortable, comfortable with the way things are rather than admit to being afraid that a new way won't work. So the need to know everything until the desires to be in control do not help matters either. For those who may face this challenge, the next steps are offered, and these are stepping stones, additional guidelines to assist you on the journey to greater insight and deeper understanding. So what, what I get from this personally is that all of us as men, and women for that matter, but primarily we're talking about the men in our community, we have been uh, exposed to many different religions and spiritual paths, and a lot of us uh, have, in a sense, soiled our white robes, using that as a metaphor, that we perhaps during the day of worship, during the, whether it be practicing Juma on Fridays or going to uh, the temple uh, on Saturdays, Sunday going to church, whatever your day of worship is, and I, I uh, uh, might just include that every day should be a day of going to church because ultimately the temple is what you carry with inside you, which is right in, in, involved and connected with your heart. What is your intent? And that intent should always be one of righteousness. So one should be mindful at all times to have uh, uh, impeccable speech internally as well as externally and to have your actions to be one of higher self rather than, rather than lower self. So Ayana, she recommends in her book a spiritual schedule, as, as it were. So she suggests that if you have been following the daily minimum requirement of uh, being ready to begin a regular spiritual life regime, uh, a regiment rather, by incorporating into your life all the principles and practices explored, that you have the ingredients for a self-balanced spiritual diet, and she goes on to state that offered here are two daily schedules, one for beginners, as it were, and the other for more advanced practitioners. And she suggests that you feel free to change the, the, the time which you start to meet your needs. And you can also interchange the exercises given here uh, as you may see fit. So step one, she suggests at 5.30 a.m., immediately upon waking, walk to the nearest window and open it as wide as possible. During the cold season, 
you can wear a robe or it's not that sweatshirt. And she suggested standing before the window takes seven or ten deep breaths as described earlier. And then stand silently and allow your breath to return to a normal uh, rhythm again. And then she says that it's step two, which is five minutes later, standing before your ancestral altar, recite the ancestral prayer and, and evoke the ancestors on your list. In other words, you give homage. And I'm going to go over those those steps actually in the next uh, uh, show that we have next week because it is rather involved. But I just wanted to cover what really uh, stood out to me was the essence of walking your talk, uh, as we stated, that you we have to be so careful of what you do during the course of the day and the course of the evening, the course of the time that you're, you're awake. Because, indeed, if you do not uh, incorporate careful, focused attention to your actions, it will eventually come to light. And those in your immediate circle, needless to say your own self, uh, will begin to question who you are and what you are as a righteous person, and you will begin to also make a negative impact on those who look up to you, especially those in your immediate family who look up to you for guidance and to set an example and to maintain a path of righteousness. So part of that involves knowing your purpose. Again, in the Yoruba tradition and other African traditions, it is ascertained the moment that you're born, and sometimes even before you're born, what your purpose will be in the oncoming incarnation. And what is the purpose of your life? As Yayama goes on to state that, what have you come here to do? Everyone has a purpose, a spiritual mission that he or she must fulfill before leaving this life and going into the next. So when you are not on purpose, things do not go well in your life. There always seems to be something that you want but cannot get. Nothing will satisfy the urge of your soul except the fulfillment of your purpose. So many people believe that what they want to do may not be what God wants them to do. God wants you to be happy. And if planting trees painting pictures, or playing drums makes you happy, then do it. The presence of God in you will guide you to make the right decisions and help you learn how to make your purpose pay off for you. But she also continues with the word of caution. Never do anything just for the money. Do what you love because you love it. Find the thing you're good at and learn how to do it in a way that serves and brings joy to other people. And when you can do the thing you love to serve and bring joy to others, you will be on purpose. And she also goes on to state and suggests that you should see the good in everyone and everything. In this life, you are always teaching and learning at the same time. And there will be times when people come into your life 
and behaves in a very unloving and unguidly manner. Usually we take this very personally. But when you are on the path of spiritual transformation, you can never be sure how your lessons will show up. In your interactions with others, always ask yourself, am I teaching a lesson or am I learning a lesson? And I, am I the object through which a lesson is being taught? And spirit will always respond. So once you understand the purpose of the experience, your encounters will even ever be the most unpleasant people will become so much more meaningful. Supporting this theory, Dr. Johnny Coleman, founder of Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, teaches things don't just happen. They happen just. I repeat that. She states that things don't just happen. They happen just. In other words, I interpret this that everything is in divine order. So she goes on to state that when we face disappointments, challenges, and obstacles, the first thing we ask is, why me? And then, as Les Brown would say, why not you? Would you like to be uh, to recommend that it happen to someone else? Life is a series of lessons. No matter what shows up, there is a lesson to be learned. And this reminds me, I at one time back in the early 90s, I worked with Brother, uh, Brother Richard Green. He's a professor. Professor Richard Green who teaches at McGarvey's College here in Brooklyn, New York. And as his assistant and directing a couple of uh, programs for his organization, which is called the Crown Heights Youth Collective, he happened to invite uh, Arthur Ashe. And um, I must pause for a moment. My wife has walked into the uh, studio. How are you doing? I'm fine. Great. How are you? Wonderful. It's great to have you with us. Uh, yeah, he invited uh, Brother Arthur Ashe, the, the late, uh, very national, international famous tennis uh, tennis player. And Arthur Ashe was diagnosed with uh, HIV. Actually had AIDS, full-blown full bone AIDS. And it was such an emotional experience for me. And he was um, invited to speak, and the audience was primarily uh, composed of, of youngsters because it was the Crown Heights Youth Collective. So as he spoke about his experience of fighting the battle of his life, and that was to overcome this affliction of AIDS, he spoke about his life's journey and how he became a tennis star. And then at the end of the speech, one of the youngsters asked Arthur Ashe, he said, she said, I think it was a female student, and she said, Mr. Ash, have you ever asked God why he allowed you to get this disease, this uh, life-threatening disease? And Arthur Ash responded by saying, yes, that's a very good question, my dear. But I also have to respond, why not me? Yes, I am a tennis star, and and I've won numerous uh, titles. Uh, the first one to a tennis player of African descent to win the Wilmington uh, uh, Tennis Championship. 
and um, I, I had a very uh, a rich life of, of, of uh, world-renowned and, and accumulated abundance in my life, life and so forth. I have a beautiful wife, beautiful family. But what does that make me? How am I different from you or anyone else who may be challenged with a life-threatening disease, such as AIDS? So I'm grateful for the life that I've had, he stated, and it's been a, an enjoyment. It's been a, a life that he mentioned that was on purpose, and that's how he became a tennis star because he was focused. And I gained such such a, a revelation from from him making that statement. And I must end this uh, anecdote by saying that uh, it was my privilege to be in this company, and as he uh, ended his speech and was uh, signing signatures and just being embraced with unconditional love by all the students and the faculty at the Crown Heights Youth Collective, uh, I was honored to be able to escort him out of the, uh, the, the, the premises, out of the center, and I walked him to his car that was waiting for him. And uh, I will never forget that moment. And I never really I'd had the intentions of sharing this, this uh, uh, anecdote with you, uh, those of you who are listening. And I, you know, just feel that spirit just inspired me to share this. And it just, I hope that those of you who had similar experiences of being with someone who knew that their days were numbered, who he didn't give up the fight necessarily, but he was just being a realist. He said that during that time, I was around 1992, 93, um, they had not made the advances that they've made uh, presently here the year 2013 in terms of uh, being able to arrest the ravaging uh, uh, effects of having full-blown AIDS. They've come a long way, and, and of course, Carefully, within the near future, we will have a, uh, an anecdote, or not an anecdote, but an uh, antibody and uh, sometimes with additional treatments that can uh, get rid of AIDS entirely. But without any more uh, discussion in that area of Brother um, Arthur Ashe, uh, and may his soul rest in peace, and may his journey as an ancestor be one as rewarding as it was when he was alive on the earth. We have to be very much aware of how important it is to be mindful of our purpose. And once we ascertain what our purpose is, we have to be mindful that we have to remain focused and to understand that the main purpose is for us, as Sister Ayana Vassant states, is to serve others. Without us serving others, we become, we become recipients of service. The Lord Most High, God Most High, starts to serve us with what our needs are because we are vicariously doing the work that he is here, that he has placed us here to do through him. So she goes on to state to conduct your own independent investigation of truth. And by doing that, God will meet you wherever you are. No one can tell you what is true, good, or right for you. Since we all have our own lessons to learn, we all grow in different rates and achieve different levels of understanding at various times. 
things that did not make sense to you five years ago may be perfectly clear today. Things that make no sense today will become clear with the passage of time. Learn to examine everything. Learn to read the symbolic messages of life and nature. Investigate the events in your life by first turning within and then examining the external world. And thusly, Spirit will bring you to as much clarity and understanding as you can handle right where you are. One small thing you may want to keep in mind is that the truth is consistent. It will not change with the passage of time. Investigate what you hear and and what you want to know by identifying the consistencies. And Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, the author of Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice, teaches that success is a six-pointed star. Number one is peace of mind. Secondly, health and energy. Thirdly, loving relationships, financial freedom and independence. Next is worthy goals and ideals and a sense of meaning and purpose. The only way to achieve these six ideals is to pay attention to every aspect of the life of your life. So you must accept nothing less than 100% for yourself in your life. Mediocrity is poison. Half doing, doing half, having, half done, having, behaving under half done things, doing for nothing, doing with nothing, getting nothing done, a kind of energy that eventually kills the spirit. And if you are not in balance, you will not find peace, purpose, or satisfaction. And lastly, we must honor your word by doing what you say you will do. Nothing more quickly undermines and erodes the sense of self than not honoring what you say you will do. It is a vicious cycle. You say you're going to do something, then you must do it because you feel bad about not doing it. You lie about why you did not do it. Then you feel bad about lying. So whenever you see the person you were disappointed with and lied to, you embellish the story going deeper into the explanation of why you did not do it in the first place. Then you feel bad about lying again. So why not honor your word? If for some reason you change your mind, let the person know. Renegotiate your agreement. There are times when we make a commitment with very good intentions, but when the time rolls around to fulfill the commitment, we may not feel like doing it. So tough. Do it anyway. Or you may think something else is more important. Wrong. Why did you make another commitment if you already had one? So if you are unable to fulfill your commitment, tell the truth. Forgetting is never an acceptable excuse when this society chops down thousands of trees a year to make paper. Write it down. It is important for your self-esteem and balance to tell the truth and honor your word.
again, um, we're constantly, and I must just reiterate what she shared, we're constantly either in a state of learning or we have the opportunity to teach. And I, I'm very much uh, encouraged by reading this uh, portion of the book because it drives home to me very succinct um, ideals in terms of how I need to conduct myself. I'm here, you know, on Blog Talk Radio, reviewing books such as this, and it just reminds me how important it is for me to stay on point, to do what I say that I'm going to do, because I know that we all have this problem at one time or other in the course of our life. And most important, we need to promise ourselves that we will follow through. And work. So again, as my wife always uh, encourages um, myself and others who she shares this thought with, that we need to write down what we intend to do. We need to write down what we aspire to do and commit to that. She's very good at doing that, and I'm learning a lot from her in that respect. So, again, we will continue next week sharing the thoughts that are contained with the book titled Spirit of a Man. And, again, I thank you all for tuning in, and I do encourage that you visit my wife, my website, drumsofchange.com, and those of you who would like to purchase a drum at very reasonable rates, please go to that site. Again, that's www.drumsofchange.com. I end as we begin by giving praise and homage to the One Most High by saying to the dear God that we give this evening to you and may our minds stay centered on the things of spirit and goodness. May we not be tempted to stray from love. And as we begin this week, we open to receive you. Please enter where you already abide and may our minds and hearts be pure and deviate from the things of goodness. May we see the love and innocence in all mankind behind the masks we all wear and the illusions of this worldly plane. We surrender to you, dear Lord, our doings this evening and for the rest of the week. We ask only that they serve you in the healing of the world, and may we bring your love and goodness with us to give unto others wherever we go. Make us the people that you would have us be and direct our footsteps and show us what you would have us do and make the world a safer, more beautiful place. Bless all your creatures, heal us all, and use us, dear Lord, that we might know the joy of being used by you. Amen. We thank you again. Namaste, shalom, assalamu alaikum, one love, peace, and blessings to you all.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.